Before we begin, we have a favor to ask. If you like this podcast, please help us spread the word about the show. Go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review the show. Another way is to tell a fellow art teacher. Either way, it helps others find the show. The Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast has a lot of information regarding teaching art, not just for tab teachers, but for anyone who is looking to further their understanding of children in a choice-based classroom. This show is about finding new ways to engage children and help them find their voice through visual arts. Clark Fralick. And I'm Clyde Gaw. And welcome to the Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast. Today, Clyde and I will be talking about our current situation thanks to COVID 19. If this uh, podcast sounds a little wonky, it's because we are attempting to do a podcast through Zoom and we're going to see how it works. So, Clyde, how you guys been holding up over there? Well, right now we're we're on spring break, so I am not feeling pressured to uh, to produce online content uh, for my kids. Um, we when we first went into e-learning, um, I was recording a, uh, four different lessons every day. And uh, and also presenting four different lessons uh, th- that the kids could choose, and so we were offering them one of four choices. And then, of course, the uh, the outcomes there, uh, the uh, these assignment uh, products that they would then create from the lessons. Um, would then be photographed or uh, written uh, and uh, could be relayed to me on our learn on our learning management system called uh, that we have one called canvas you know everybody's everybody's got a portal to connect with me so I can keep track of everybody's stuff on canvas and the first week after we went into lock lockout, um, I was pretty busy. And I have to, I confess, Clark, I was getting a headache, uh, corresponding day every day with kids, uh, and uh, and doing those lessons. And um, the uh, the fact that we're going to go on a different schedule, that is less hectic. Um, when we come back from spring break, we're going to tone it way down. The fact that um, you know we're going we're going to give the kids time to uh, to consider the work and to get into it. Um, and I like what our administration is saying: quality over quantity. In the high school, what is your schedule? 
we came up with a schedule, which is it's three days a week. I'm assuming you guys are still doing three days a week. How often are you doing art and things like that? Our regular schedule is we have, we, we basically have a four day schedule every week. Three of those days are 50 minute classes. And then one of those days is an hour and a half. That's a typical regular day, a regular week for us. So I see approximately 200 kids uh, on those three days that we're, that we are having 50 minute classes. And then I see a hundred kids on the days that we're, we're offering an hour and a half time uh, for each class. So I'm, we're seeing, you know, on some days, 200 kids a day. And so e-learning, the way that originally was conceived, where you're, you're giving, you know, a, a lesson every day for 200 kids, um, that was becoming very time-consuming and uh, very intensive. And I, I was thinking, you know, I've... Uh, I was telling you earlier, I have about 50 to 60% of my kids are participating, mm -hmm. uh, but some of them, some of them I know are using their time during spring break to catch up because I mean, where are they going to go? They're on, they're on, <laughs> they're on lockdown. Right yeah. So our schedule is three days a week, but they're focusing uh, on math and language arts or Tuesday would be math and science um, for up to three hours. And then on Wednesday, it would be language arts and social studies for up to three hours. And then uh -huh. on that Thursday, I think it's language arts and then unified arts, but it's alternating between music and art. So they're only gonna have get one art lesson every two weeks. But that's for everybody. So I'll be writing a lesson for all the kids, but then they'll have two weeks to, to work on it. So they, they really didn't want to overwhelm the parents and the kids. Yeah. And they were pushing more connection over content. Yes. So the, you know, we were talking about, we, we had a meeting with the principals and some teachers, and I was communicating that, you don't want to overburden the kids with too much work because I, I read somewhere where it takes kids twice as long to do things online than it does when they're in school. And so this always, this is the question I, I wondered was how do we offer the, the richness of the tab classroom environment when yeah. we're working from our homes? You know, that's, that's a tough question because it's in the tab environment. It's about relationships and we always have that that one to one when we're right there and the kids are working we have that yeah. opportunity to communicate with them at that moment and now it's different probably in simple terms we we can't give them the ultimate tab experience uh, right we can, <clears throat> we can prime them and hopefully that they've they've worked in the studios our studios long enough when we think about the three sentence curriculum, it's, you know, the child is the artist, the classroom is their studio, and we build things around what two artists do. So uh -huh. the activities or the things that we're asking kids to do, we really need to focus on around those. So when, when all of this happened, we saw a lot of, um, you know, teachers step up 
and there was a lot of sharing and there's a lot of things, you know, I walk around our neighborhood and I see all kinds of things that people are doing. I didn't um, assign, but they're still doing projects. Uh, They're doing the chalk on the sidewalk and and all these things. And it's the same stuff. And, And they're just regurgitating these Facebook memes or whatever. We were walking today and, and a lot of kids had did chalk on the sidewalk like two weeks ago. And that was a big thing that first week. Then it was, um, you know, hearts in the windows and bears in the windows <laughs> and painting the doors, which is fine. But I don't think it's it, it meets the, our criteria of, you know, letting kids choose their own ideas and, and working from their interests. That was my challenge and to come up with ideas that kids could continue to do that and then have them turn it in. So it's really trying to keep the, the true spirit of the tab classroom uh, alive. There's, you know, you talk about the, the spirit of the tab classroom, the, the culture uh, that goes on there, the community, the relationships, the uh, the experience. Uh, right. We you, you can't duplicate that online. There's no. there's no substitute for being there, being in the studio. The energy, the vibe, the excitement, the uh, the sharing that goes on in there. Um, the multi sensor. Yes, the um the umvelt. Uh, the the tab classroom is the umvelt. Uh, a German term that means um, the you know that special environment where the children feel uh, a part of uh, where an organism is most at home and can operate uh, optimally mm-hmm. and and um, you know now they're in their homes and um, now their umvelt is a computer screen. <laughs> well, and, and also their bedroom, perhaps, their bedroom and, and the rest of their home surroundings. Well, their whole workspace has changed. You know, your, yeah. your workspace and my workspace has changed. And we've been taken out of context when I, I was sick for two days before they decided to close the school. So I didn't have an opportunity to run in and, and grab a bunch of things. Um, uh-huh. They said, you can come in Friday. And they gave us two hours. I just grabbed what I thought would get me by for the next week. Uh-huh. Um, you know, computer, document, camera, some books, things like that. I didn't, had no idea at that time that they were going to close the school for, right now it's until May, but rumor has it that uh, it might be for the whole year. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. Now we're, we're forced to think differently, when, more creatively. You know, well, you we're, and I both... We're- we have different workspaces, but um, we don't have access to the the plethora or the variety of materials that we normally do. So, you know, we're being forced into limited materials and being creative with those. Yes. I plan on uh, posting some more YouTube videos and um, doing filming in my, I have, I have uh, you know, some spaces that I, where I make art. So I, I, I plan on doing a little bit of filming in there. I do have, I could use the camera on my computer or up. I might, I've got another camera. I might try that out. But I think it's terribly important to show your face to your kids in this time so they can connect. They Absolutely. can connect with their teacher. 
I think it's it's terribly important they hear your voice. Um, right. You know, there's um, something to be said for connecting, you know, having a relationship with your teacher that's, you know, a mensch. We're mm-hmm. kind of like mensches, you know, to our kids. You know, thinking about, you know, teacher-student relationship, uh, like a mensch, like a mentor, a coach. It's not, we're not just taskmasters, but, you know, we have lots of conversations with all of our kids. I mean, it's hard for us, but it's really hard on young children. You know, yeah. your, your, your kids are a little bit older since you teach yeah. high school, but with my kids being six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, we're, we're social creatures by nature. Yeah. And um, so we need to use that video to connect to the students. Content's always going to be there, but that connection and that, the relationship, it doesn't need to suffer. I agree totally with you. You know, the kids, they, they yearn for relationships. And back to the TAB classroom as a community of practice, the social, emotional learning that goes on in there with other individuals. The TAB classroom is that place in the school where social emotional learning is everything. Uh, I don't think there's another place in school that can quite duplicate the meaningful social forms of learning that take place in there. And thinking about the work of uh, Vygotsky, uh, you know, how important social learning is. Uh, the social environment uh, where you know we are even as even as artists who work in uh, solo situations in the studio um, we still have conversations with other people about our art we get feedback from them about our art uh, so with, with respect to children um, it's even more important so I had um, uh, after reading a hundred and 10 million posts listening to people and talking to teachers. I just had a, a couple uh, things that our listeners need to consider when creating their lessons. And even though probably some of it uh, is uh, might be common sense, it's still worth saying. You know, one of the things we need to think about is not to make it, uh, not compare yourself to other teachers on the internet. Right. You just, you have to be you. You don't want to change who you are just because the situation's different. I present things in a certain way. You present things in a certain way. You don't have to change that, uh, you know, when you're doing your videos. You still continue because that's what the kids are used to. It's, it's, a, it's normal. It's a norm, normality that kids expect. And you want right. to keep it simple. You don't want it to be really confusing because Think about when, you know, you're not just writing directions for the kids because if the kids have questions, they can't come to you all the time. They're going to go to their parents. Yep. And, you know, so you have to think about when you're writing something that the assumptions that, they, that normally happen in class, they're not going to be there. So you yep. want to make sure that your instructions are simple and consistent, what you've been doing all this time. That's an excellent suggestion. Excellent. A great point. Yeah, you, you don't want the children, uh, you want them to be able to continue developing their agency mm-hmm. uh, and not going to the authority figure uh, that's nearest to them if they can't figure something out. And how many uh, posts have we seen on Facebook where 
the parents are going, I have no idea what this is, you know, <laughs> or whatever. It's, it's funny to look at, but it's also frustrating to the parent because they're, yeah. they have no idea, you know, what the intention is or, or what the concept is. So you want to make sure you're, you keep it simple, be clear and concise with your directions. Ask your wife, your husband, your better half, whatever. Have them look at it and see, does this make sense? Good or, point. Because if it doesn't make sense to them, it's probably not going to make sense to a six or 10 year old. Uh, you know, and use video uh-huh. whenever possible. When we had that first week, I, I did a, a little video every morning. Uh-huh. So in Canvas, you can do announcements. And so uh-huh. I just recorded the announcement. And it was just, it was simple. It was, it was trying to keep a little bit of norm- normalcy. I would read a joke. Or <laughs> I would give them a weather forecast. You know, if I had birthdays, I could announce, I would announce birthdays. But, you know, happy birthday to so-and-so. But, but just to, you know, just to keep your face in front of them because the kids really want to see your face and they want to hear your voice. That's the normal thing. So I normally read jokes to them in class. <laughs> And so I would read a joke to them. Um, <laughs> I have a book of dad jokes that I read. What's the best time to go to the dentist? Uh, I give up. Tooth hurty. Tooth hurty. <laughs> so, tooth hurty. <laughs> oh, that's Just a good one. Throw something interesting in there. And you see teachers doing it all the time. The, they might have puppets, right? Uh-huh. You know, they come in and they talk, or just something. You know, just you don't have to do it all the time, but yeah, just enough to keep you know, kids focused and and just keep them engaged. You know, right? Yeah, and and the other thing, as as you were talking about, how how do we set the expectations that kids turn stuff in to motivate them or to get them? You know, when they're in school, they understand that classes an hour long and yeah. and they want to get done you know kids will finish things but how do we get them to make sure that they're turning the stuff in at least doing what we're doing so in our case we're having to do due date having due dates uh, we're not doing grades but having due dates so that the, there is some type of schedule that the kids realize that and in our case we have we're giving them two weeks to do it yeah and, and i i like the idea of lowering <clears throat> lowering the expectation and providing them with time and uh, also understanding putting our ourselves in the child's shoe because we have no idea what's going on at their home i don't care what what it, i don't care what your socioeconomic situation is um we don't know what's going on in the home we don't know what kinds of stress mom and dad is under or if there is a mom and dad we don't know. We don't know any of those factors. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're living with grandma, and um, and we just don't know. Um, and maybe someone's sick. We <clears throat> we just don't know. Um, so we'll hope for the best. And so we haven't really we haven't crossed that the bridge. That's right. We haven't crossed that bridge yet. What do you do with a kid? who's just by no fault of his own can't complete any of the online assignments. 
what do what do we do with that child? What's what's going to happen? Perhaps have a phone call. It's a call really long summer break. <laughs> I suppose I'll have to pick up the phone and try to reach him on on the phone and or contact the nearest parent guardian or nearest mm -hmm. individual who's in charge of the child and see what's going on. I was joking about Sigmund Freud earlier, and he, I think he gets a bad rap. I think Freud, his work on, you know, the subjective self and how the work should be related to the self, I, I think. Uh, and so um, that, I think that's the, a good thing about TAB is that, you know, we can position activity in relationship to the child's interests. And so that part about TAB, you know, is right on the money uh, with respect to making a connection with individual children. So I think that's, that's one of the wonderful things about TAB is that it's about art in the life of the child, helping the child develop himself or herself. From that perspective, you know, how do we keep this thing going online? And so that's what I'm going to try to do with my next set of lessons is to keep that train rolling. So and, what are uh, the, um, what are some of the tools that you're using to, to help you communicate with your kids? I mean, there's, they all use canvas. Yeah, we all, we have canvas. Um, we have email. I email correspond with quite a few of them. Quite a few of them do use email with me. Then I'm using Loom to make a uh, videotape of my lessons, and those are available every day that we do a lesson. And um, now I'm, I'm thinking also, well, I've also done a couple of YouTube videos for them. And so I can connect with them on YouTube. Right. Do you post your uh, Loom videos on, on YouTube? No, not the <laughs> Loom videos. Just my instructional videos on YouTube. And I'm going to make some more for them. But the you loom, did, loom. You just use your phone as a, um, as your document camera. Is that what you're doing? I, yeah, I just use the camera on my computer to to do the uh, the videos so far. But I've got a little, like a handheld video camera. I'm going to start using that. I can upgrade my tech. So, I, and I think I'm going to experiment with um, Google Meeting if that's vetted with our school corporation if we can have a, a google meetup um, that protects the kids privacy i'm going to offer some of those gatherings online cool um, that's kind of what i'm thinking of yeah what what do you got what do you got up your sleeve mr technology uh, so pretty much the same as you uh loom video to screen screencast although luckily, uh -huh. I, luckily I grabbed my uh document camera so I can I can use the document camera to do a picture in picture and record it on loom so I'm recording my screen but I'm using the document camera and the picture in picture and then I'm recording that it works pretty well I haven't done anything long I just want to see if it will work really basic stuff QuickTime uh -huh. is, is another great way to, to record video uh, and I like what screencasts and things like that. Padlet, Padlet's a um, kind of a 
if you think about putting post-it notes on a wall, so you can put these little post-it notes and the notes can have links to videos and then kids can respond to those. Uh -huh. so I've created galleries for the kids to put their artwork on and then the kids can comment and look at other kids' artwork. That's a piece of software that I've used for probably eight years. Uh -huh. It's been around forever. And, but recently, a lot of people have been using it. Um, I've emailed with the uh, developers, and they're like, yeah, we're, we're kind of getting slammed here because the service was running really, really slow. Because a lot of people have been using it and making their own choice boards, I guess, is what people have been making with them. Because you can make them as big as you want. Uh, I'll probably thin mine out a little bit because uh – -huh. And just to focus, maybe just have, you could do a drawing one, which is drawing prompts, and the kids could post their images underneath it and comment on it. Wow. Because there's nothing in Canvas in our learning management system where you can do that. I think I embedded a Padlet in my Canvas page. So when kids go to their Canvas page, the Padlet's right there in front of them. I, li I like Padlets. Um, I don't, I, I need to explore it. Yeah, I think it it's, re it's really it's really a simple idea to do. Um, I've, another thing I'm I'm working on is an app called Talker, T A L K R, uh -huh. It allows you to take any picture of like a masterpiece, and <clears throat> it's very similar to Chatterpix if you're familiar with Chatterpix. But uh -huh. um, Talker allows you to control. Um, the eyebrows, the eyes, and the mouth more realistically. So um, I thought about recording a couple of those to talk to the kids as well as puppets and things like that. But I, I like your idea of puppets. You're the puppet master. Hey, I, we start, well, you and I were using puppets 20-some years ago, and I realized with high school, even if you're – 14, 15, 16, you still like, you still like puppets in high school. Oh, yeah. If I want to, I'll use a puppet. You can't take your eyes off of them. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, is this, is this a horror film? <laughs> my teacher has a puppet. It's easier for me in elementary than, than you in the high school. It's an attention getter. And, you know, oh, absolutely. they're just amazed. They're it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like a uh, a performance. You're yeah. doing performance, and uh, there's something very unique experientially when you do a performance. Absolutely, and it really gets their attention. Well, we're about running out of time here because we only have a limited amount on our uh, Zoom video here. So, uh, any last thoughts that you want to uh, share with our listeners? This is a stressful time. I think there are not just children, but teachers who are suffering from emotional trauma. Trauma doesn't have to be physical. It can be emotional. So I think we should just be good, uh, do as good, be good, uh, be as kind as, as you can to other people. Oh, yeah. And uh, do, do the best you can. Absolutely. Uh, you know, stay inside, stay safe, practice staying away from each other, but now's the time when we really need to connect and, and make sure that you're uh, 
keeping an eye on your elderly neighbors, your elderly family, make sure everyone's doing okay in this time and uh, eventually we'll get over it. We will. We'll get back to normal. And it's good talking with you, Clyde. You bet, Clark. Thank you for listening to this episode of Locks, Paper, Scissors podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us on iTunes. It helps others find the podcast. Take care, everyone. Be safe and stay home. Bye-bye, everybody. It's all good. We got this. Gotta let it go